1: Democrats in Virginia are pushing for changes to policing in a special session that begins today. As Ben Pavier reports, they're also considering legislation related to the pandemic and the state budget. Democrats
0: have proposed dozens of pieces of criminal justice reform. That includes a ban on the police use of chokeholds and an end to no-knock warrants. Many of the ideas aren't new, but Senator Scott Surivel says this summer's protests made it clear people want to see big changes to policing.
1: They also want to see it urgently and not more Studies or talk or tinkering, they want to see real structural change.
0: Republicans are proposing eliminating the ability of law enforcement to form unions, which they argue protect bad actors. Also up for consideration: paid sick leave, new eviction protections, and expanded workers' compensation for first responders. Republican Senator Mark Obenshain says these are big changes that deserve more time than a special session allows.
1: These should not be undertaken on a whim or as a result of pressure from particular interest groups.
0: Lawmakers will also have to tackle a nearly $3 billion budget shortfall over the next two years. The session could last several weeks or more. Ben Pavier, VPM News.
1: A Richmond judge will decide today whether a lawsuit to stop Governor Ralph Northam from removing the Robert E. Lee statue can move forward. A group of Monument Avenue residents filed the lawsuit. They say removing the statue could result in a decline in their property values and loss of tax benefits. Attorney General Mark Herring, who's representing the state, filed a motion to dismiss the complaint. He says the residents have no enforceable property right in the matter. The judge hearing the case previously dismissed a separate lawsuit that was brought by a descendant of the family who gave the property to the state in 1890. The descendant argued that a 19th century deed says the state promised to protect the statue and the property it stands on. Richmond will soon join a host of other cities across the country in painting Black Lives Matter on a roadway. A public art project proposed by the nonprofit venture Richmond was approved by the planning commission on Monday. Roberta Roldan has more. The words "Black Lives Matter" will be painted in bright yellow letters near the Capitol on East Gray Street. It's expected to be nearly 200 feet in length and will take about five days to complete. Councilwoman Ellen Robertson, who represents downtown Richmond, says she hopes the mural can spur productive conversations about racism and police brutality. This is a great opportunity to move the agenda. I think the location is ideal. Uh, It is at the footstep of our legislative house for the state of Virginia. The mural project is being paid for by the nonprofit events group Venture Richmond. Local artists Hamilton Glass and Ed Trask will take the lead on design. According to the application, Venture Richmond is aiming to have the mural done by early next month. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. Richmond is on track to end the 2020 budget year with a surplus, according to Mayor Lavar Stoney. The city's 2020 budget ended on June 30th and was originally expected to be short nearly $7 million due to the pandemic and business closures. But Stoney announced yesterday that the city will actually have a surplus of more than $4.5 million. He attributed the surplus to freezes on hiring and discretionary spending. It's still unclear how much of an impact the pandemic will have on the city's 2021 budget, which started July 1st. A trio of cardiologists says young victims of COVID-19 need to wait at least two weeks after the end of symptoms before resuming sports activities in order to avoid rare but potentially lethal heart damage. Charles Fishburn reports. Many viruses can trigger myocarditis, but COVID-19 makes it more likely. Myocarditis is a significant concern with COVID. UVA Health's Dr. Peter Dean says in mild cases, waiting two weeks is enough. But for youths who get very sick, the danger of spreading the virus increases along with potential heart damage. We know if you have myocarditis, you should not be exercising because it can predispose you to passing out and bad heart rhythms and potentially dying suddenly on the field. Dr. Dean and his team have developed a set of guidelines to help parents and doctors for very young athletes playing games like T ball or youth soccer. He says older students involved in more strenuous activities are at much greater risk. Charles Fishburn, VPM News. Chesterfield County has issued emergency water restrictions after this weekend's storms. Chesterfield's Jank Road water processing station suffered damage in the flooding and is closed for repairs. At a press conference on Monday, Chesterfield officials confirmed the water is safe to drink but are asking residents to avoid excessive water usage until the repairs are complete. Officials are also encouraging residents to check 511virginia.org for road conditions before traveling and to sign up for future alerts at chesterfieldalert.com. When the coronavirus pandemic took a foothold in the region, major sporting events like the Monument Avenue 10K left many runners who were craving races in limbo. Now, as Ian Stewart reports, the nonprofit group Sportsbackers has a race in which runners will be able to tie up their laces and compete once again.
0: Local runner Samantha Miller is tired of virtual racing, where you sign up for an event without all the normal fanfare, like fans who line a course to cheer you on.
1: I miss the crowds, the spectators, the people, that feeling of legit crossing a finish line.
0: Miller will be one of 500 runners hitting the roads around Ashland later this month for the Patrick Henry Half Marathon. The nonprofit group Sportsbackers decided to use the Patrick Henry as a test case to see if they can successfully hold an event in the age of coronavirus. Gone are volunteers handing out cups of water, as well as spectators lining the start and finish areas, and medals won't be placed over the necks of finishers. Instead, runners will be given a sealed packet with the medal and other race swag. The half marathon is August 29th.
1: Ian Stewart, VPM News. Like many small businesses across the state, overnight camps are experiencing economic hardships as a result of the coronavirus pandemic. As Yasmeen Juma reports, a coalition of about 20 programs are working together to keep the industry afloat.
0: Overnight camps mostly operate during the summer months, but with COVID-19 concerns, they've been banned from opening. Ann Warner owns Camp Monchenandoah, an all-girls program in Bath County. She says while they've gotten some funding from federal small business grants, it's still not enough. Summer camps generally are perceived as luxury items, and when the economy's tight, we could be one of the first things on the chopping block. Warner says establishments that received federal assistance aren't eligible for the state's Rebuild Virginia program, which could bring them an extra $10,000. She added that the deficit in funding will impact her camp's efforts to be more inclusive, which means cutting scholarship opportunities for low-income families. Yasmin Jama, VPM News.
1: Hear all our stories online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast.
0: VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more.
1: Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.